What's up, fam, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. This podcast is meant to give you easy, implementable, no BS advice to help make you stronger, more resilient, and bring out your inner badass to help you get back to doing the things you love with the people you love. I am your host, Dr. Tyler Bordick. I am a physical therapist, a strength conditioning coach, and co-owner of Inner Strength Physio Fitness Athletics in Pittsburgh. If you're ready, jump on the bus, buckle in, and let's rock and roll. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. I am your host, Doc T, and this is episode 59. So, uh, just want to check in and say it's, it's been a little bit. I know uh, these haven't been the most consistent in the past um, month and a half, two months. Been um, been busy here. It's summer, a lot of vacations going on, and I uh, just didn't want to take the podcast off completely. So, wanted to, uh, you know, throw these in a little bit sparingly. I'm sure all you all are out there. Nice and busy football season and falls right around the corner. So, um, yeah. So, want to throw this one out there for you. This is, again, episode 59. And this one's titled, The Five Myths We Tell Ourselves Daily That Are Sabotaging excuse me, Our Happiness. So, why I wanted to do this episode? Well, as you know, like we have a ton of members here. And I also do a lot of calls and consults on a daily basis. And... It's amazing the lies that I hear people tell themselves. Now, I'm not saying that you're a liar, but there are interesting myths or excuses that we give ourselves as to why we shouldn't do something. Now, this isn't just for people who aren't on a fitness journey yet or those who are trying to get into one. These are also people who are in their own journey. And again, I don't want you to listen to this pot. There are going to be some things here where it might be a little bit triggering. That's my my forewarning and my disclaimer to you. And I don't want you to listen to this and just automatically disregard what I say, huh? You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want any of you to sit there and just be like, huh? Well, he has no idea what I'm going through, or he has no idea about my life, or he doesn't know what I have to do on a day to day basis. You're right. I don't. And honestly, I do, but I don't care because. <laughs> This is me speaking the truth because, again, I've spoken with thousands upon thousands of people, um, both as a PT clinician and as a strength conditioning coach, who tell me these. And trust me, I know this isn't the case at all. So, um, you know, I've had people that say, you know, I can definitely be one of those people and tell you those excuses, but I know that's not true. Uh, I know people who they've given me these excuses, and then I've witness or someone's told me that they've actually just kind of fell off. And I know people who have said, I'm not going to give you these excuses. And they have a very, very hectic life. And yet they still, you know, are able to stay true to themselves, true to investing in their own health and wellness, both time, money, and overall energy wise. And, you know, I want to kind of have a come to Jesus talk, if you will. (laughs) And, uh, you know, really try to try to help you get back on the right track. So without further ado, uh, myth number one, quote, I don't have the time, end quote. Now, this one can be very triggering for people because we all have hectic lifestyles. And I'm not saying one person is worse than the others. But here's a for instance. Before Before I had kids, before, you know, we had kids, people would tell me all the time, huh, well, you know, you want to um, just just wait, won't have time to go to the gym whenever you have kids. 
or <laughs> yeah, say goodbye to all your free time. Or, um, you know, even better is, huh, yeah, well, your life is going to revolve around them, which don't get me wrong. I love my son to death. And yes, I love letting my life revolve around him. But let's be honest here. This is complete and utter BS. And this is one thing I tell a lot of new parents is that if you sit there and say that it's going to take over your life, hey, then, it, then it will. Now, I'll challenge other people out there. Because, and again, I'm not going to put myself on a pedestal here because there are certainly people out there who did it better than me. But speaking from my own experience, I was starting a business as well as starting a business working like 80 hours a week and had a kid all at the same time. And yet I still had time to do the things that I needed to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, the reason being that you don't have time is not because of time. We all have 24 hours in a day. We've all been told this before. We can't manage the time. But what we can do is prioritize. Prioritize and then also communicate with other people. See, the thing is, we are all very inefficient people. We're very inefficient. We don't move enough. We eat way too much. We spend a lot of our time watching television. We don't sleep long enough because we're doing all these other things. We focus our time in the wrong places. Rather than get someone to come look at our faucet, we sit there and spend hours upon hours trying to fix it. We waste all this time at work. You know, the typical average worker wastes two to four hours at work every single day. It's because we're horrible at time. We get sucked into things that Either A, we think should be important, B, busy work, or C, we just get sucked into them and not realize it until too much time has gone past and there's no, no return. For instance, if any of you out there blame your day on emails, sorry, that's you're one of those people that's getting sucked into things just to be busy. And again, it's not that you don't have time. It's the fact that you don't have, you're not focused enough. You don't prioritize your day well enough, and you don't prioritize your time well enough. Most people are reactive. This is the cycle that we're on. The cycle that most of us are on is that we're reactive. We don't plan out our day the night before. We wake up that day reactive. We wake up reactive to our alarm clock. We wake up reactive to how our spouse is that day, how the kids are going to be that day, our mood that day, what the day brings towards us, and we just constantly keep reacting, reacting, reacting. The best way that a lot of our members manage to stay on task is because we have time sessions on a daily day basis. And we always recommend to them, plan out your week, your week in advance. That way it's on a schedule. You know when you're going to work out and you can plan your schedule around that. But again, most people are reactive. They react to their day based off the new, the new things that come up, the tasks. There's always, every day, there's always going to be things that pop up. But the other problem is, too, is we create this big, long list of to-dos that we have to do in one day, this to-do list of like 15 things, and we leave no room for things to go wrong. And so when something does go wrong, now it adds like another five things to that list of 10 to 15, and nothing gets done. Now, let me ask you this. Have you died from not getting your task list done? Have you died? 
has any has there been a catastrophic event in your life because you didn't get your task done? No. And I know you can tell me no because you're still alive to tell me no. And so I challenge you to not use this, I don't have time. For one, be proactive. Get your, you know, figure out your schedule the week before. Like on, like, so one thing I always tell people is on Sundays, on Sundays, you should sit down and plan out your week. And you should also have a meeting with your family to plan out your week. That way everyone's on the same page. Tell them, you know, when I'm going to go work out. They can tell you when they're going to do this and do that. You can plan out the meals, plan out everything. That way it's planned out and there's no reacting to things. And then with that, plan out each day the night before. Again, kind of go over everything. Is everything, you know, or is the week plan still as you originally planned it out to be? Or do you have to change a few things around? And then last but not least is communicate. Communic again, communicate with your family, but also if you have a spouse, communicate with them. Hey, I, you know, I have this plan for this day. Do you mind taking care of the kids? Do you mind taking the kids here? And then do the same for them. You know, don't keep score, but try to outscore one another. You know, be there for them, let them be there for you. If you take care of a sick parent, and you have siblings, try to have your siblings help out. You know, try to communicate. I, I know that one's a very that one's a very hard area, but try to communicate a little bit with them. Communicate with your spouse if your kids are old enough. Um, if you have family friends that can help out, we I get it. We don't want to be burdens to other people, but at the same time, if you do that for them, they're willing to do it for you and vice versa. So, and isn't that what friends and family are for? Let's be honest. So again, don't tell yourself, I don't have time. You're just stuck in a cycle and you're afraid to change it. It's just easier to not change anything, but you're not going to be happy. I promise you that. All right. Uh, myth number two, I don't have the money. Now, some of you out there just cringed at me or scowled at me, or might even flip me the bird through your radio. Totally get that. I don't have the money, and what I mean by this is people will often say they don't have the money. Now, this is a mindset thing. If you read books about mindset or if you read books about money, they'll always say you should never say I don't have the money because what that does is it puts you in a downward spiral. It puts you in a bad attitude because you are telling yourself I can't afford that. I can't afford to do that. You are simply making a, a bold, um, a, a bold uh, definitive statement that you cannot afford that. And so it goes into your subconscious and you just, you're not going to be able to afford it. But there's a guy that I uh, follow named Alex Hormozzi. Um, he's a gym business guy. And he has this saying that I love. If someone were to come to you, and they said, hey, I will sell you a Lamborghini. For, I, I have a Lamborghini that I can sell you for $5,000. Now, let's put all like the it's hot but aside or <laughs> that he stole it from somebody. Just if someone were to come to you and say, hey, I can sell you a Lamborghini right now for $5,000. What would you do? You would do everything in your power 
to make sure you had that $5,000 for that Lamborghini. Or better yet, if someone came to you and said, hey, I have this house that is your dream house, that they're selling it for for 75% off. You would do whatever you could to make sure you could buy that house. Or this is the worst case scenario. Let's say that one of your family went through a health crisis, whether it was they were in an accident or they were diagnosed with something and they needed $2,000 to get the surgery done. You would do, if you love that person enough, you would do whatever it took to make sure that $2,000 was in hand to make that happen. But people fail to do this on a day-to-day basis for themselves. Whether it's, you know, going to a massage therapist, getting some sort of gym membership, going to a personal trainer, eating the right foods. People just, they say they don't have the money, but honestly, it's not that at all. It's that they don't, again, it's just like time. They don't prioritize where that money should go. They don't budget correctly. They eat out too much. That's the thing. People feel like there's people that tell me that they can't afford a gym membership, but then they'll tell me that they eat out like four to five days a week. It's a lot of money. For when, when Nina and I go out to eat, like we're definitely dropping a hundo. Like there is no doubt about it. We because we don't go out to eat often either. Like we go out to eat maybe like twice a month. Um, but we're definitely dropping a hundred dollars because we like to enjoy it. We like to get a drink or two, um, like to get an appetizer, like to really enjoy the experience. But that's two hundred dollars a month just for two of us going out to eat. Well, three of us technically going out to eat twice a month. So imagine if you went out to eat eight times a month. That could potentially be eight hundred. That could be four to eight hundred. Four if you're only spending fifty dollars, which doesn't ever happen. But that's like fifty to eight hundred dollars a month you're spending. That could go towards your health. And you can argue with me all you want that, well, food, like we need food to live. Sure. But that that's, you know, take a little bit of that and spend it on healthy food. But, you know, that's that's your life. That's your health. And so this is where people tend to not spend money. People will go out and if you, if there was a nice pair of shoes or a nice dress or nice clothing that you really liked, you'll, you'll invest that money quickly. Or how about a new car? Cars are the worst things to spend money on. They're the dumbest things to spend money on. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not insulting anyone who loves cars. I would love to have many, many cars. But the thing is, people will easily go out and they'll drop nowadays fifty grand on a new vehicle, thirty to fifty grand on a new vehicle, just for it to depreciate as soon as they drive it off the car lot, put themselves in bigger debt but they won't invest in ways to improve their health. And it doesn't make sense to me. And again, it's not they don't have the money. It's that they're not prioritizing that money. Also, people just like time are very reactive with their money. They, they're not planning to go to Starbucks every day. They just go to Starbucks every day because they, A, don't want to, they need their caffeine fixed, but B, they don't feel like making their own coffee. They don't plan to go out to lunch eight times a month but they just do it. They don't plan to go to a bunch of happy hours. They just do it. So again, there's all these like little spendings that people do per month and it's just, they're just being reactive. And so again, planning that out, having that budget, figuring out like you should spend, you know, if you listen to proper budgeting, they'll say like 30% of your money per month should go to 
yourself, whether it's like joy, like things that bring you joy or your health or stuff like that. And so, and honestly, 50 to 60% of your money should go to, um, you know, invariable spendings per month, like your typical bills and all that stuff. And honestly, you should find a way to put your monthly health, whether it's food prep, whether it's, um, you know, supplements, it's a gym membership, it's all that stuff. Like you should put that into your non-variable spending because that's honestly like you need that per month. So just food for thought. And again, if you think that I'm living high on the hog right now, full of crap. <laughs> so, all right. Um, just, you know, just saying you, you, you got to make it work. Take something out, put something in. Anyhow, myth number three, my life is blank. Now, I, ins I put this one, my life is insert blank. I put this one in here. It's, it's, it's very generic, but many people will blame their life for why they can't do a certain thing. Whether that's family, you know, I have three kids or I have, you know, sick parents or I have this or I have, have that. You know, they'll blame the past. They'll blame the people that, you know, they, they blame their parents. They blame not having the resources. They blame, you know, growing up in a small town or growing up in the city or growing up with one parent or growing up with no parents or, you know, they grew up, they had seven plus brothers and sisters. They had to move here because of this. They had to constantly move around because of why, whatever they're, you know, they had to move to an expensive area because there was no job opportunities where they're at, whatever. People want to blame everything on X, Y, and Z in their life. Go ahead. Blame them all you want. It's not going to help get, bring you happiness or joy. And here's the thing. And I was actually just talking with our new intern, Amina, about this. You can put a positive spin on almost anything. Um, so here, I'll use my example, for instance. And again, I, I just use me, obviously, because it's all I have to work with right now. Um, but for me, for instance, I used to constantly get angry because, so I, I, again, I've told you guys many times, like I grew up in a small town. My family, my parents are very hardworking people. They deserve everything that they have based off of their hard work and what they've done. Um, but you know, with that being said, I grew up in a small town, didn't have a great network of, of people surrounded by for like success. Uh, and I, my industry as a PT, like I couldn't stay there. Um, and then I, you know, I, my parents are hardworking. We were fairly middle class, but like not a whole lot of resources or anything like that. I've been paying, you know, my way through college. Didn't, yeah, I had to work my entire life. I was not the smartest kid. I had a hard time and an easy time focusing. I had an easy time focusing on certain things, but a hard time focusing on a lot of things. Did I have ADHD or ADD? Probably. Who knows? <laughs> if you want to label it, whatever. But, 
Um, so I, I wasn't the smartest kid. I didn't have a lot of book smart. I didn't have a lot of street smart. And so I knew that. And I knew I had to work really hard. And again, all the things in my life, money-wise, I, I had to really work for. Now, I used to complain about that all the time because I'm like, I can get no farther ahead in my life because I don't, because of all this stuff that I can blame it on. And then even like coming out of college, my wife moved to another town that we were not from. And I ended up moving with her because I wanted to stay with my wife. And again, moved to an area where I had no network, no people to really, you know, didn't have the resources, nothing. And not a huge industry there too. And so I can blame all these things. You know, I didn't have great mentors at my first couple of jobs. And so I didn't really have, if you really look at what my life was, I did not have this, that didn't grow up around entrepreneurs or business owners or like or millionaires or anything like that. I didn't really have the story that was going to be me opening up my own gym and trying to really help make an impact on people in their overall health and wellness. But here I am. <laughs> now, I'm not going to all say that I'm successful when I'm on my way to being a millionaire and all that stuff because that's not what's important. But at the same time, where I initially started and where I am now, you would have never saw those two things coming together. And I could easily blame my life. Right now, I could blame the fact that our business is, is not where I want it to be because of now having a son and everything else and really trying to support my wife. But that would just be stupid because I can't change that. And so what I need to do is I need to focus on what I can control and focus on what I've learned. And I've learned a lot over the years. I've read a ton of books. I've met a lot of people all due to my own effort. And it's getting me farther and farther along. Um, I have a, a, a buddy of mine who's a behavioral therapist. And you know, he talks about we're all kind of running this marathon in our life. Some people start off at the five-mile mark. Some people start off the 10-mile mark. Some people start off well behind the starting line. And we're all trying to get to that 26.2 miles. And when you have kids, it's like throwing a, a weighted vest on, and it slows you down a little bit. But eventually, that kid gets old enough and self-sustaining enough that they can jump off your back, and they can kind of help you with the load. And we like to look at everybody else in the race and forget to look to turn around and see how far we've come. So again, that's what you really need to look at in your life. Look at the be better today than what you were yesterday. And don't think and don't sit there and create like this big gap in your life is because of all the scenarios and all the things in your life. Don't blame other people, don't blame things. Be better. Do better. All right, myth number 4. I can't do this. This is an obvious one. And such BS. One thing that we do not allow people to say here is can't. You can't or I'll never. The big word is yet. You know, I might not be able to do this now, but I will down the road. When people say I can't do this, they automatically set off that trigger in their subconscious that says, well, it's just like saying I don't have enough money or I don't have enough time. You trigger that subconscious and you automatically talk yourself into the fact that, no, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to do that. You know. Now, I'm not saying if you're a, if you're a four-foot-tall person that you, know, you saying about going to the, the NBA, 
yes, you have to weigh in a few options here. If you have these big, hairy, audacious goals that there's a very small percentage you're going to get there, yes, be realistic. But don't get pissed about it. Figure out what that experience is going to get you and how it's going to get you to where you want to go someday and, and let it get you there. Maybe you might not become an NBA player, but you could become one hell of a coach because you're willing to put forth more effort to work and learn than everybody else around you. Maybe you have some pains and aches and pains that you're dealing with, but it's going to teach you to learn in a more efficient um, matter, a more efficient fa fashion. Maybe you're not the smartest person, but you can empathize better with those who are also not as smart as you and figure out easier ways to help things get done. Don't say, I can't do this because you've already quit then. Figure out how to get it done and then use those techniques to help you figure other things out as well. Don't ever use, I can't, I won't, I'll never, again, very definitive statements that you should not be putting into your mind. Learn from every situation. Don't just automatically cross it off. Now with that is myth number five. They're always going to judge me or what will they think about me? I don't care who you are out there. Even as adults, people still think this way. We have members who are 50, 60 years old who message us and ask us how many people are coming to the session because they don't want to be judged. And they're surrounded by other people who are exactly like them and feel the exact same way. And that's the thing. Everyone thinks this. Everyone is walking out the door saying they're, they're going to judge me. They're not going to judge you. They're judging their self, themselves. They may say something to you, but it's only because they are trying to keep their own attention off themselves. And what you realize is people don't really care about you. Sucks to say, but it's true. Again, I mentioned this a while back, but um, I've put forth a lot of effort to look really good before going to the beach. And no one – and to where like I was looking pretty good, at least I considered, and not one person told me how good I looked at the beach. So what the hell was the point of me putting forth all that effort? I remember when I was a bodybuilder that I put forth all this effort and I was like, oh, I finally have a, a, an eight-pack. Like I'm going to get so much attention for this. And I mean I was in a PT class where we saw each other basically naked all the time. So yes, a few people said some things here and there. But for the most part, no one really cared. So, you know, um, you just realize that you got to realize that people are too busy thinking about themselves. They don't really care about you. And if you constantly make decisions based off of if other people are going to judge you or not, you're only going to come to a conclusion that's going to make them quote unquote happier, not yourself. So that was a quick one, but seriously. All right. As you know, we always finish this show with three actionables. So actionable number one, look at your priorities. If you are sitting there saying, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't have the resources, I don't have the energy, you need to look and analyze where is your time, where is your money, and where is your energy going? I know budget's not a fun word to use, but that might be what you have to do. Figure out where all of that stuff is going, and is it going to the right place? With that, prioritize then. You know, prioritize 
sit down at the beginning of every month just to give a general idea of where that stuff is going throughout the month. The week before every week, make the Sunday before every week, make sure you sit down and prioritize where is your time, your money, and your energy going that week. And then the night before every day, figure out where is that time, energy, and money going before that day. Now, I know you're probably sitting there thinking, I don't have the time to do this. <laughs> uh, see how ironic that is. But that's the thing. It doesn't take that much time. It takes 15 minutes max. And if you don't have 15 minutes in your day, you're A, full of you-know-what, but B, you're lying to yourself. And you need to figure something out if you don't have that time. But again, create a day. Create, Be organized to where you can become less reactive and more responsive. Be better organized. Actionable number two. Pick the gain over the gap. So there's a book by Dan Sullivan called The Gap and the Gain. And basically he talks about how we get in this mindset where we create the gap by basically creating excuses. So think about there's where you are. So if you're looking at a GPS, there's where you are, you're at place A, and you're trying to get to place B. To get there, you can either do the gap or the gain. The gap is basically you are just going to put down more and more space between you and um, destination B. The gain is you can put down stepping stones to get you closer from A to B. Now, what I just talked about, the five myths, those are all gaps. Those are all spaces that we are creating that's separating us from point A to point B. And again, they're all excuses. They're all lies. What you need to do instead is you need to figure out your gain. Instead of talking about what's going to keep you from getting there, talk about what's going to get you there. If you're someone out there who is struggling with your health and wellness goals, you're struggling with that journey, and you can't figure out what's going to get you there, instead of you talking about how you don't have the genetics, menopods, uh, I have kids, I have responsibilities, instead you need to say, I have the... I have the, uh, the tenacity because I started this. I have a supportive family who's going to be there for me. I have a great job and live in a free country that I can actually make this decision for my health. I know what I should eat, so I'm just going to listen to that. And I am going to find someone who's going to keep me accountable. Those are all gains. Those are all things that are going to get you from A to B. So quit lying to yourself, quit creating the excuses that put you back in your comfort zone and make some damn change that's going to make you a better person, who you want to be at the end of the day. What is that identity? And last but not least, quit lying to yourself. Quit lying to yourself. That's self-explanatory with today's episode, but um, Scott Adams, he's the creator of Dilbert. And um, he's also a, um, a trained persuasion expert and or hypno, um, hypnotist, but persuasion expert. And he talks about what they train you is that people are 90% irrational, meaning that people will make 90% of their decisions emotionally, which is irrational. Emotions, again, are reactive. Our emotions change Every second of every day. I can't remember what the, but it's something like our emotions will change multiple times every, every minute. 
So if we're that irrational with our emotions, we're going to be that irrational with our decisions. And this is where we then, as I mentioned before, become reactive to our day. So quit lying to yourself that you don't have the time, the money, that your life is this, that you can't do that, that other people are going to hold you back and judge you. Honestly, you're just being irrational. And I say that because I've been there too. Have you ever had that moment where you said, I can do this? I got this. I'm, this is going to be the time. Good. Have you ever had that moment where you, where you said, well, this, maybe next time. This is done. I can't do this right now. I don't have X, Y, Z. If you've said both of those, which everybody out there has, then again, you're irrational. Because you just went from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. And probably within the same month, the same week, the same day. Now, I'm not, I'm not judging you for being irrational. I'm not saying you're insane or crazy for being irrational. I'm saying it's human nation, human nation, <laughs> human nature to be irrational. And you have to understand that. And the only way that you can combat that is to create a plan, create the habits, and then execute according to those plans and those habits. I want to finish off today by a great um, quote, a quote that I've loved. Again, Alex Formosi mentioned to, I saw it from him uh, with a post on Instagram, but it's a, it's a quote from Orson Scott Card. And the quote goes, this is how humans are. We question all our beliefs, except for the ones that we really believe in and those we never think to question. Say that one more time. This is how we humans are. We question all our beliefs, except for the ones we really believe in and those we never think to question. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. Again, this episode was not a meant not meant to offend anybody. If it did trigger a little something, I apologize that it triggered something. But if it triggered something, that means it might be an area that you need to reflect on. Um, any questions, you can always reach out to me. Again, um, listen to the post show for how you can get a hold of me. Other than that, hope you're all having a great summer. Um, go Steelers as the season's approaching. And we will talk soon. Love you all. Bye. Thank you all for checking out this week's episode of the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. If you would like more content that is easily implementable and no BS, you can join our Facebook page at Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. Uh, to learn more about Inner Strength, visit our website at innerstrengthpgh.com or you can simply email us us at info at innerstrengthpgh.com. We have two locations in Pittsburgh right now. One is our West location in Coriopolis slash Robinson, PA. And our second location, which just recently opened, is in the South in Lawrence, PA, in the southern part of Pittsburgh. We also partner up with K-Specific Nutrition. They are a locally owned business full of dietitians, registered credentialed dietitians who can help you with just general nutrition, sports needs, and also 
medical information. You can also contact me at Tyler at innerstrengthpgh.com or check me out on social media at dr.tyler_bordick. underscore Thank you all again. We'll see you on next week's episode.